Hey everybody, this is your host Javier and Daniel and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine you sitting around a table with your best friends but sober. Or you can have a drink too because we don't judge. Well... And we're back. It's Brown Sound Season 3, Episode 12, with your host, Javi and... Daniel, what's going on? What's going on? Everybody! Chigax, it's our first episode of 2023. How does it feel? Um, You know, I'm just so humbled and honored to be here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm accepting my first uh, Grammy or something. No. Yeah. What is a podcast award? They call it like a podcast day or something uh, like that. A potty. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, uh, and for a uh, best dynamic duo in podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for best podcast in the state of Idaho. Yeah. I feel like we would be put in the uh, best podcast. Podcast in the minority category. <laughs> yeah, best <laughs> ethnic podcast. <laughs> and it would say no. something. And it would say something like in the American Indian and Hispanic category. Uh, well, American <laughs> Indian. <laughs> All <of> Hispanic. <laughs> uh, well, well, hey. So since this, you know, this is kind of cool. So our very first episode of 2023, we took a little break. You know, after the holiday holidays and just uh, yeah you know, no, it was, we it was kind of a much needed break um but that with that little break this marks our one year anniversary of brown sound podcast today today you sitting in your car mm-hmm. are making history with us today uh, turn up the volume um so you yeah. can hear this well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keep your eyes on the road uh, though <laughs> yeah, yeah keep your eyes on the word and uh turn on your heater because your windows are foggy <laughs> no um no we we just definitely want to be uh you know in communion with you all today and just say thank you so much yeah. for making brown sound such a success mm-hmm. this past couple of years daniel we've had a lot of great milestones with the podcast we i mean have. we we ain't getting paid yet but <laughs> yeah. it's out there we're putting it out there but we Putting it out there, right? We did get our very first Patreon um, patron. Mm-hmm. We were able to, and I mean, fill in the blanks here, Daniel. When I, like, <laughs> when um, I, yeah, when I, and we were uh, we were able to host an event for um, you know one of the companies here in the area. Yes, um, we've also been you know acknowledged in um, a recent newsletter for the Spokane Community College. Yeah, um, we've been acknowledged. Uh, I mean, anytime I do a speaking engagement, I always plug Brown Sound. So for the Indigenous mm-hmm. People's Day event at University of Idaho, I plug Brown Sound. At the College of Western Idaho, I plug Brown yes, Sound. So yes. anytime I get any type of like media um, spotlight, I'm always plugging Brown Sound. Um, I believe even KTVB highlighted yes. Brown Sound when I when they interviewed me. So I'm like, we, you know, we're we're out there. We're I'm out sure there. The, state, the people know about us clearly. I mean, obviously we have all these downloads and, and yeah and things, but well, and not that we need the accolades, but I think the coolest thing for me about this journey so far, uh, Daniel, is that. Um, we've had this kind of organic growth where yeah. people are sharing with their friends and family members. Oh my God, you got to listen to this podcast. Yeah. These guys are funny. And a lot of the times uh, people don't realize that, you know, cause we're just members of our communities and they're like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I know that person. Right. They, they know me or you through a friend of a friend. And mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to have that connection, but it's been such a fun experience. I, I think for me, one of the biggest takeaways has kind of in a way been the podcast has been therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. It's been a really good way for me to finally bring to light some of the thoughts and ideas that I've had about certain experiences and really getting to talk to somebody, you and our listeners, about how that impacts me um, and how that may impact others that are like me um, and how folks that are not like us might have never considered how those things impact us, right? So there's this cool opportunity through this platform um, and that this was always our goal to share on the experience of indigenous and Latino folks um, as they interact and engage with our surrounding communities right and our yeah. non Latino indigenous community members too and so it's it's been it's been such a learning experience um, even learning from you Daniel I you know have been taking away so much and you know it just makes me proud to be your amigo <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. I feel like this podcast, you know, obviously, you know, the the recognition that we do get, it's always still... So, for me, you know, I worked in media for like seven years now. Even till this day when I get recognized for like my radio stuff like hey i was listening the other day really cool you know that still to me like puts me in like a very awkward like oh my gosh what like i I, it's like you don't really get like kind of used to the yeah for me i always feel like for for some reason like in my mind i'm always thinking like are people really listening but they are there are a lot of people who have been listening and so i definitely appreciate all the support and just the and i think too like like you said we've been growing like organically like we're not buying followers we're not paying people to like share our stuff like we you know some people buy followers (laughs) <laughs> I won't say who, but no, I'm just kidding. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think it that I think that's what makes you know our podcast very unique is that we're sharing perspectives from both Latino and Indigenous backgrounds, and yeah, obviously we're just funnier, you know, funny and handsome and <laughs> you know, successful. I'll just you know we're, uh, we're, humble, we're humble, yeah. humble we're quite, but confident. Yeah, humble quite, but confident. I would say we're quite, we're quite the catch, you know. <laughs> No, the <laughs> and but no, but I think I think also what it makes our podcast different, you know, separates us from others is that we talk about really heavy topics, but we also inc- like incorporate humor into it though like because Mm -hmm. i know i think humor is a huge thing for both of our like communities and our cultures i know a lot of times natives always say laughter is medicine you know so um i i just think that humor plays a huge part and i think it plays a huge part in our success as well yeah yeah i echo all of that and honestly i don't think this podcast would be the same if i was doing it with anybody else right so we we have those personalities and we have the ability it wouldn't be to, as funny, Chica, because it was someone else. Was, right? <laughs> Can you imagine, like, you and another friend doing this? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. I think also it's because we've always been tight, like, since, you know, when I first met you, like, 40 years ago. So I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know, like like even when we first became friends, like it was just kind of you know we were just we became really good friends, and I think that's what yeah. helps is that we're you're like a we have like we have a history, and then we're not you know like it's just it's just all real real vibe Every, in this house. You know? Everybody listening is gonna be like, man, so yeah, oh damn, remember the no. last time we had to say that. <laughs> Some of them got smacked. Yeah. No, I was going to say, Chikix, that it's it's very, very true. From the moment I saw you wearing those flip-flops, oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> I knew I knew we going to be friends. Uh, but no, Chikix, thanks for a good year. What is your goal for uh, for you and, and our listeners and everybody who tunes into Brown Sound? What is your goal this year? What do we want to accomplish? Well, definitely, I think I know we did have a goal last year to try to hit in 10 K downloads. We're at 8,600 yeah. now or so. I can't remember. Yeah, we're really close. Remember. So we're almost to that that goal. But I think for this year, I'm all, let's make some money off of us. Just kidding. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to hire a talent manager. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't even know the right steps in going into like, you know, profiting off of your podcast. I don't I don't know any about that. Yeah. But, um, I think one of the goals is just to keep, you know, inviting like inspiring people who are doing good work mm-hmm. in their communities definitely like uplifting our our voices and just still being in control of our narrative and you know yeah just keep being the fucking badasses that we are just kidding you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm like excuse me for cussing but no but seriously i just i think i don't know i i just feel like this year started off already pretty good, so I feel like I have a very good feeling for podcasts in this next for year. this year too. Yeah, yeah, I, I only see us going up um, and further and further. You know, so a goal for me this year is uh, definitely to step up the notch even more on the vulnerab- vulnerability oh, piece. Yeah. I feel like that's been so yeah. instrumental, and in fact, uh, just because uh, of the conversations we've been having about mental health and you know taking ownership and more uh, mm-hmm. taking more of 
of a direct approach in, in bettering ourselves, I have had a lot of people say, Javi, thanks for sharing that. You know, I'm in the process now of looking for a therapist or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't realize that I was the only one. I thought I was the only one who felt this way. And you sharing that is now giving me the opportunity to talk about it more. And so um, also us sharing some of our lived experiences growing up as indigenous and Latino folks mm-hmm. have also helped some people, um, you know, kind of be feel more confident in themselves too and saying, mm-hmm. I've had that same experience. I didn't think that I could get to where you're at. That is a direction I would like to take or something similar. And now I, you know, I'm building some confidence uh, through these conversations. Yeah. And I, I think one of the coolest feedbacks that I remember us getting, I think we got a private message on our Instagram, um, Brown Sound Podcast. Uh, someone said, thank you so much for the laughter. I really needed that. Mm-hmm. And that made me feel good. It's, it's, we're not, we don't have any other agenda, but to uplift, <laughs> to help, uh, you know, and if we, if us being funny and goofy and, you know, if us, yeah. if, if we can make you laugh in the, in any episode, I think we've done our job. If we mm-hmm. can make you learn something new, any episode, I think we've done our job. And, um, if you walk away feeling good and inspired, we've definitely done our job. And so we're just here being goofballs. We're not <laughs> professionals in this at all. Um, we're just trying to be sitting around a table, you know, right? Trying to be your, your best, best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to live into that motto, that phrase this year and step up the notch. And I hope to highlight more amazing folks from our communities um, to share their story with you um, and hopefully inspire, you know, the next generation to reach mm-hmm. and keep pushing and so that's that's going to be one of my goals for this uh for this year yeah you know i did want to ask you know we we kind of touched on the last episode about therapy and stuff. Uh, how have you been, Chica? It's been, I know. I mean, I know we stayed in touch, obviously, but without recording. But I mean, <laughs> but you know, the listeners out there are probably wondering how we've been doing. You know, I I have gone to five sessions already. Yeah, and I'm feeling. Um, pretty good. I feel like some of the stuff that like my therapist would tell me, I'm like, oh damn, like that makes sense, you know. So yeah. So I, I gotta I gotta say that I am a couple more sessions in than you probably. Uh, however, what I'm finding is that therapy isn't um, going to therapy and being consistent about it isn't always gonna be generate like the best results for you. Um, it's kind of like when you're working on improving, right? you're not always going to be the best. And just because you're trying, it doesn't mean that you're suddenly the best at whatever it is you're working on, whatever you're trying to get better at, whatever skills you're trying to develop. And so um, I will admit that um, without going too into detail, (laughs) that therapy has been helping me but at the same time I'm really trying to take what I'm learning and process what I'm discussing and taking the skill sets my therapist is sharing right and helping me develop and practice and and realizing that it's it's gonna take time and it's gonna be a process right and um, it's it's gonna be me working on myself actively and improving in those areas I need to. Um, so we've been touching on all the great things about therapy and how great it is. Uh, I also want to bring that to light and that you know you may feel the anxiety that you <laughs> felt. Again, you may feel um, some emotions uh, steadily and throughout the process of therapy, but in continuing to do therapy, right, that's where the opportunity for growth is going to get better because you're going to be able to talk to somebody about it and keep addressing those issues. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're yeah. like, so buckle up. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put on your seatbelt and uh, <laughs> let's go for that ride. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, um, I know, you know, some of our topics that we wanted to talk about today. Day. So on Martin Luther King Day, um, I was invited to sit on a panel because it's kind of, you know, all of this really kind of ties into what we were like wanted to discuss. So Monday yep. was Martin Luther King Day. I was invited to sit on a panel with uh, two other Nimipu tribal members and a, um, a professor for one of the colleges here. And okay. um, so they asked us to basically like what our experience was with growing up in the Lewis Clark Valley and, and dealing with racism. 
And so yeah. when I first got asked to do this, I was nervous because I've never spoke to a Lewiston crowd before. And knowing the history of how like majority of Lewiston white people treat the natives, um, just from yes. my own experience, I was nervous. I was like, I don't know if I should really do this. Like, am I going to have like safety concerns? I just wasn't sure what I was stepping into. And mm-hmm. um, what, what I was more comfortable with is like, so the other people that uh, were on the panel were my actual friends, you know, Michaela Thompson and Trey, my Oh, yeah. And so I was like, okay, that makes me feel better because I'm like, okay, at least I know like my friends are here and they're going to share their experiences being, you know, um, Nimi Poo and Black. So it was a very deep and like heavy conversation that we had with the crowd. Cause, and there was like over, I would say over 50 people in the crowd. Like oh, majority wow. majority were white and older. So it was like mm-hmm. the crowd that I think needed to hear what we were going to say. Yeah. And um, it was just like Michaela said something like, let's just, you know, we have to be be completely honest you know no sugarcoating and so that's what i'm like okay that's what we're that's what i'm gonna do and right. so when we were on the panel and they asked us like our experience and stuff and so i started to share about like how you know in this area growing up especially in like lewiston clarkston i mean just the northern part of idaho which i'm probably just probably familiar with all of idaho but right like in this area that i grew up in i you get used to racism as at a very young age mm-hmm. like i remember first time ever experiencing like that was like during a sporting event i was playing basketball and i remember the crowd like calling us the timber n-word and i was like i've never even heard that like i don't even know what you know like they came up oh yeah they were calling us that and then there there was kids that were throwing rocks at our bus when we're leaving and i remember a a, a, as an adult like white guy was saying those words a timber n-word and saying go back to the res and i'm like what the heck you know and we're only like in seventh grade maybe or eighth grade like we're in middle school so messed up chica i've never heard that term before ever i've never heard that term until that day like you know back in the day i'm like where did they even come i mean like the white people just sit around and come up with slurs all day like i don't know (laughs) like it was it was crazy and that and that's not the first town that i've heard that in because we've also went to another a basketball game on the prairie and i remember hearing them calling the same thing and i'm like i i mean as a kid obviously when the when a grown adult is yelling at you you're not going to be like you know i'm like i didn't know what to do and so we're so we're sharing all of our experiences about this and um it was kind of crazy because like you could see some of the uncomfortable faces in the crowd like some people were just kind of like you know like oh dang like we didn't know it was this bad for you guys and things like that and and we had like a little issue there there was like a little kind of safety concern towards the end a kind of a upset person in the crowd but we were fine and i mean we got you know we're okay but um mm-hmm. but like we we're talking about these experiences of growing up in in the lewis clark valley and dealing with racism especially like with so i i know this is probably familiar for a lot of reservations who live next to so we call them like the border town so if they it's usually the town that lives next to the res and so a lot of times people in the border towns or that community can treat natives a little bad or they don't want our business or our, you know our company mm-hmm. and so when we're talking about that stuff and it's crazy because i was explaining how um in like early high school having some friends who were non-native and that lived in lewis and went to school like talking about how their parents told you know told me i was one of the good ones or you know oh you're, you're oh, a good one and i've I'm, heard that and it's like what, like what do you mean you know i i didn't understand and so we're talking about all these experiences and stuff and we're like this, and it's crazy because this happened twice now so at the indigenous people's day event i called out the lewis morning tribune for for because they will print out racist opinions towards like the natives and so i called that out about like the representation in media we need better representation and we need like people to hold these outlets accountable right so i kind of bring that up again at this event and i didn't even know that the the paper was in the crowd again <laughs> so like wow so there was like a huge i mean there was a huge front page article about the event and stuff and it was a good article you know it wasn't it wasn't like they didn't make a sound bad but it, it was also in a way where i was like what were they really trying to do you know when, yeah and I was just thinking because that kind of goes into what I wanted to ask you about, like what's going on right now in Caldwell. You know, I've been seeing the news about the, you know, the Brown Pride, um, yeah, the protest. You know, the with the Caldwell High School District. Or I was just like, it's kind of crazy because I, for me, growing up in a small town in Idaho, I would I see like the Boise, the Treasure Valley area as like, oh, that place isn't. It's more diverse and they're more accepting. But then seeing like the news about what's going on, like, oh wow, it kind of you know, it just kind of shocked 
asking you. I mean, obviously, I know racism is everywhere, and I know it could be in you know any diverse city and stuff. But for me, growing up in Idaho, we've always known like, oh, Boise is kind of nice because it's like there's more people of color there, you know, <laughs> or it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's definitely way different than Lewiston. So that's why I was like, it's been interesting or, you know, to see all the news um, outlets and. Yeah. So we, we were recently tagged on some of those posts uh, for Brown Sound Podcast. So I, you know, I think it is important that we address um, our thoughts on some of those issues. And again, whatever we share today is a reflection of us, Daniel and Javi um, and no one else. But mm-hmm. in terms of, and this is, just my own opinion on 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 this particular like controversy because it has gone viral already and there's a lot of media news outlets but um the situation here is there was a student at Caldwell High School who wore a brown pride sweatshirt to school um and a teacher had her go to the office they had her removed it um because you know they the school is standing by this is we have a strict dress code policy and you know we don't want anyone to wear gang affiliated items because that's the take on this particular mm-hmm. situation and why there's commotion around the latino community in particular is because to say to have brown pride isn't taking away or saying um isn't speaking to that gang perspective right that's right. not what the student meant when the student wears that shirt what they're really saying is i am proud of my heritage i am proud of my culture i am proud of my food um i am proud of where i come from essentially right right? we're really talking about culture here um and what sucks is and i think maybe some of the criticism here one of the things here about the school um that they're missing is that cultural component um and so here's the difference between someone saying white pride and brown pride um whereas white pride historically has been used to elevate folks that are white for gain and um, even just looking back through history, right, look at before even civil rights um, and in that context. And um, at this time, the word uh, white pride, right, really does tie to um, folks that are like white nationalists. Think of like Aryan right. nations. Like um, and, color. and if someone were to say, no, it speaks to our culture. Well, what is what is the white culture? Right. Um, if we're looking historically and, and we're trying to look through that context, um, it really just means a lot of bad things, which is why people, yeah. why people, um, why this particular term, you know, white pride is very triggering for a lot of folks. Um, now, when we're looking at brown pride, right, I can see where someone who's not of our community might hear that term and think, oh, you know, it's it's anti-me. It's anti-not brown. Um, but, but what I'm arguing is, and from my perspective is, um, that's not the approach. This isn't a gang issue. This isn't a gang-related item. This isn't a, a gang-related term. Um, right. it, are there gangs that are called Brown Pride? I have no idea, right? I don't know that for a fact. Um, but what I do know is that the student is saying, I feel disenfranchised from your school because you're not allowing me to honor my heritage wearing this Brown Pride shirt, right? right? My culture, my people. Um, and the other thing with this particular term is not only are you referencing my culture, my community, my traditions, um, my, you know, my history. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a lot of things that go with that is um, the brown experience, right? So there's all these issues. There's all these challenges that I've overcome as someone who is brown um, in America. There's all these instances uh, where you know, we had to push and persevere, um, you know, and, and a lot of that is, there's a lot of many reasons for that, right? And that's mm-hmm. just another episode in itself. Yeah. I really wanted to get into it, but we'll it's also, it's also honoring all of that is, you know, as a brown person living here in America, there's a lot of, there's a lot of challenges that we've overcome. And we're also, mm-hmm. regardless of that, we have overcome, right? We are here now and we're prideful of that. So yeah. that's the context as I see it. Folks can have other perspectives too but um i do feel like if we had more representation in you know the school board or if we had a committee for how to best engage with our latino communities all communities really um if we had folks sharing in you know a peaceful way um 
saying, hey, just thank you for your perspective on the stress code. Thank you for sharing that this is how you see it. However, as someone from this community, I would like for you to consider it this way, right? right? Think of it through this lens. This is how we're seeing it. And if you do this, and if you act on this, um, and if you have students remove their sweatshirts, this is the impact that you're having on them. This is how this will land. Um, And ultimately, this is how it will affect our communities, right? And that's key because we're in a situation right now where... um, Students are protesting. Students are voicing their opinions and trying to be heard. Um, and that's key. I think that's that's huge, right? And I'm so very, I'm very, very proud of the youth for taking that yeah, stand. Um, what I'm concerned about is when there's situations where communities are impacted and there was no opportunity to have these kind of discussions. Take, for example, a few years ago, um, a school here in the area in Middleton, right? There teachers decided to dress up as the border wall. Oh, right. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And what, and part of that was, no, we're just trying to be funny, but they had, right. And think about this through a cultural lens, right? Because at this point that's political, but also that has a lot of implications for folks that are of Mexican descent. And what those teachers did was send a message inadvertently, right? Maybe not on purpose, but how did that land on their Latino students that are of Mexican descent that have family members that live on the other side of this country, on the other side of that wall? Um, And then, you know, how does that play out? And so in situations like this, again, where um, school districts are making decisions about things that are very important to our communities, like their culture, right? Mm -hmm. Like where they come from, like their traditions, um, being in this situation, brown pride and not having all the context um, and sticking to it's our dress code and brown pride is a gang. And that's what we're going to stick to. That's not helpful to anybody. And that does disenfranchise our communities in those schools. And so that's, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah. And wasn't like the Middleton school, wasn't it like 90% Latino students, right? Wasn't it it like a pretty high percentage of... um... I don't know the, I don't know the percentage, but definitely... It, it was up there yeah yeah i remember reading that i'm like that, that would be crazy to go to school you know a place where it's supposed to be a safe zone for you and your kids yeah. or you know to see that like teachers dress up as something that has definitely been harmful um yeah I, yeah i've been i've been following this you know the social media i saw the um tiktok went viral on social media and i was reading some of the comments and um i seen some other you know other latino students out of oklahoma were saying like you know we we know what you've gone through like they don't even allow us to speak spanish in in our school here and stuff like that and i'm like that's crazy that they can like you know it, it just reminds me of like the boarding school thing you can't speak your your first language or you're gonna get in trouble you know are you right i mean i'm sure in oklahoma they're probably not beating the kids like they used to beat the you know the native kids um back in the day but yeah i just i just was wondering like what your thoughts are because obviously you know you grew up yeah. in caldwell you live in caldwell it's like you know you're repping the 2c but right right and i mean that's and that's the thing too like a lot of latinos may have brown pride but it doesn't mean they're gonna wear sweaters right like the students right. are but if you want to then go for it right that's the yeah. other piece too um i wanted to ask you um at in your community do you have do you see stuff like native pride come out mm-hmm. um and then what take does the school have on that over there um i yeah so definitely our school well the school district the school like now is kind of completely different than it was when i was growing up so i remember a teacher was like kind of not picking well yeah i guess i would say he was picking on a student he had a native pride hat on and he was saying things like well why can't i say white pride and we're like kind of what we said well what are you proud of like are you proud of your italian heritage or your german heritage or you're just saying white pride so you're just proud that your skin is white or you know we didn't know because there's I yeah. mean, obviously european americans but they you know so i i remember that was like it was back in high school but I, and i don't think nothing is really even done about it you know i don't think anything was like a big like it wasn't you know yeah. but nowadays the principal of our school she's nimipu we have tons of native um 
you know, teachers and staff members at our school. So I think the school now is very much embracing our culture and and our values and our way of life and stuff like that, because they do days like, you know, regalia days. So some people can come up in their ribbon shirts or ribbon skirts or whatever type of um, tribal regalia they have. And so that didn't happen when we were in high school like that. We didn't have that. You know, we didn't have a lot of teachers that looked like us either. So Mm -hmm. and I'm not taking away from some of the teachers that we've had there who were great like mrs walker she was awesome uh miss bents and miss kirby you know like these teachers who have had impacts in our in our tribal community and who have heart for the tribal people too but um but nowadays it's different because there's a lot more like tribal employees and staff there but so they get it right they understand the cultural context to this term yeah I don't um, know how it would be interesting to hear from like the Kamiya or Orfina or Kuski school because we've have natives who went to these schools on the reservation, but they're majority white. You know, Lapua is like I would say like ninety eight percent Mimipu. You know, and yeah, but the other towns on the reservation aren't. So I w- I would have to ask some of my cousins maybe that grew up in the area like how was it like going to school in Kamiya or Kuski or Orfino like to be proud to be native or if he could rep it or not. I don't know. I that would have yeah. to be a good question for me to ask them. Them, but yeah, it's just it's just crazy though. I I just um I just think it's crazy that that would happen in a school. I saw a video, even like one of the teachers was like kind of like holding the door, and the kid was trying to go in, and the teacher like wouldn't let them in because they had on I think a brown pride hoodie too or something. But yeah. see, and that's that's also a concerning thing because at that point you're trying to intimidate students from right. being themselves at your school. Again, it touches on that disenfranchisement disenfranchising piece um, where our students aren't necessarily saying we're prideful of our brown skin. Maybe, yes, we are, but it doesn't, there's that, cause there's that historical cultural context piece also right. that is the main driving force in brown pride. Um, and so I, it's just, it's interesting, Chikix. I really do hope that the school decides to listen, maybe sits down with their students, mm-hmm. maybe with the community. And I hope that they can work towards a resolu- resolution and understanding um, what the intent and impact of their actions are right here um, and right now, because these are our up and coming leaders. These are yeah. our up and coming, um, you know, future principals, future right. lawmakers, future, right? Podcast Important host. people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I, this, what they're experiencing now will drive them and give them mm-hmm. the courage and strength to persevere, push forward and start making changes. And, and the community, we just need a rally behind it because we yeah. need to really understand the impact of what these, um, what these actions will have on our community. So. Mm-hmm. Next protest they have, Chica, because I'm going to drive down and we're going to, I'm going to load up the car with all the natives. You know, natives, we love a good protest, so we will, <laughs> we'll be there yeah. in solidarity. No, And that's the cool thing I've been seeing on social media. I've been seeing a lot of like big native um, social media uh, profiles share the TikTok, the viral TikTok. I think they had like, I can't remember how many views and likes there was but there was a lot the tiktok right. went viral and i was seeing other different um outlet native like media outlets sharing so i was like that was that made me cool because it's just like well these you know these people are indigenous you know these these students they look just like students that i would see here in Laway right. or you know on my own family members so it's cool to see the like native latino solidarity in, in that way so i'm like hey shout yeah. out to like we'll have Indian tacos. You just bring the salsa <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the arroz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll make the fried bread and um, no, no. You're uh, like you bring the weather chata. Jamaica. No, you know it's kind of crazy because this also kind of leads into like what I also want to touch on a little bit about like you know race and, and pride, being prideful in, in who you are. So this past week, you know, <laughs> my. Aunt energy has been drained you know I, this, this this week was a lot monday i had a yeah. panel discussion dealing with these racists and then tuesday and wednesday so i'm a part of um well technically i guess we're not really a committee but we are i'm a part of a team of concerned tribal members who have been uh meeting since the fall on um our enrollment issues with our tribe so we're trying to come to a solution to figure out the best way to um 
fix the enrollment issue because right now our, our tribe is just kind of going down in numbers and, and things like that. So Tuesday and Wednesday, I, uh, me and the team of tribal members, we had these community meetings on enrollment and blood quantum. And we had one of our team members, Derek uh, Frank, and he's an attorney over in Yakima, but he shared, he did a presentation on blood quantum from like a um, legal side. And I, I don't think a lot of people really understood it here. I mean, there were some things that I learned. I was like, oh, shoot. I didn't even know that. But uh, anyways, but yeah, so we've had these these community meetings and there's been so many opinions, so many perspectives. And so listening to the, and I guess, I guess you let me should share if this is your first time listening and not knowing what blood quantum is. Um, blood quantum is a, you know, it's a strategy that is used by the government and, and tribes to basically determine the amount of native blood um, someone has. So, and they use it like, uh, they measure it through fractions. So, Okay. Um, so with our our tribe, our enrollment process, you have to be a fourth nest person. You have to have a fourth of nest person's blood. And okay. so right now, what we're trying to work on is figure out what options we can do to help enroll our tribal members who aren't enrolled. And um, so being a part of these two meetings in these in two of our you know major communities, Lapway and Kamiai, hearing some of the comments, and there's obviously a lot of like, and, and I don't know if people realize this, but like colorism and things like that play huge role in native communities you know it's like i think it i think colorism plays a huge role in probably a lot of our a lot of our communities but with ours i don't know if people realize this or not but like i heard so many comments talking about like well if we just enroll everybody then we're not gonna look native no more we're not gonna you know and i'm like and that to me is like it just it just it gets it gets under my skin it annoys me because i'm like look i looked around the room i'm like all of us in here are nimi proof whether we are light skin or we're dark i'm like all of us were different shades in the room so I, I didn't understand the the thought of like bringing up skin color to that doesn't determine if you're if you're native or not or if you're Nimipu or not and so right um for me I I just was like it's just been it's just been a long couple of days but but I did want to share about that just because it was like I I had to touch on it because it's important that especially in native communities that we can't like you can't judge somebody off of who they have kids with or who they love yeah. you know and to be like I know like so I'm going to just say like you know blood quantum doesn't determine whether you're Nimipu or not um, it's your it's your connection to our way of life it's you know your ancestors things like that that's what makes you Nimipu it's not this fraction of blood that you you know and it's just it's just was interesting like you you hear a lot of opinions and mm-hmm. some of them I don't agree with and, and some I were like okay that kind of makes sense but yeah. it's just like to me it's like man I, I hope one day our, our people my people will get out of the like the colonial mindset of like color like skin color like that has nothing to do with our enrollment like it shouldn't have anything to do with who's you know there's not what I mean that's like our tribes evolve our people evolve so we have different you know different shades different culture I don't know it's just it's just been yeah. Crazy. I'm like, can can I ask a question? Yeah. Which which uh, in terms of your community, right? For you, is there like a certain set of community members that are more for the changes? Um, is there some in another set of group that are more like mm-hmm. against it? Um, what are you seeing? I'm just wondering if like generationally there's a shift, yeah. or yeah. you know how that's looking like for you. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the, you know, no disrespect to the older generation, but a lot of the older generation are kind of against kind of some changes. Like they're wanting to figure out a change. They want to figure out a solution, but they're not open to some of the options that were presented. Where the younger generation, um, you know, we we are, I think we're a little bit more open-minded. But yeah, yeah, so that's that's also been interesting just to sit back and listen. And and that's the thing too, is like, I understand our elders and our older generation have gone through the the, the boarding school era you know so they they have trauma that they have to unpack and, and heal from and all of us do but it's just yeah. been it's just been really like oh my gosh after the first meeting i i shared something to my story like that little meme like mm, 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 did they train <laughs> me like that's how i felt like i was going to bed like dang like i 
it's just yeah it's gonna be a it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough job to figure out what we're gonna do with enrollment i just for me personally i'm just like i'm not one to judge off of who is i mean because people say about me i'm i'm lighter you know my siblings all of us have different shades of brown like so i i can't i don't understand when it comes to skin color why they're so like you know making that a big deal but yeah well i'm like after this i'm like i was like let's just figure this out so i can be done <laughs> i'm like yeah yeah and this is my so, first time like stepping up into like tribal politics this is just kind of getting my feet wet like i just kind of wanted to like learn more about our tribal like our you know our how our tribe works in that way and so um i'll just wait until i run for council no but yeah <laughs> but it's just well, yeah i'm like ugh, ugh. well first of all cheek as your friend i am super proud of you for stepping up and you know helping helping your community drive change because we're talking about the future of your nation right yeah it's you're, you're talking about if you lower the blood quantum, um, potentially expanding membership, right? And having a larger, a larger community in essence. And you're not just talking about letting anybody be a member of, you know, being able to enroll. You're talking about descendants. And unfortunately, because they're past that percentage piece, they can't enroll. But that doesn't, from your perspective, because I know you've said this before, it doesn't make those folks any less nimipu, right? Right. Um, and so I, I don't know. I'm just very proud of you, Chica. I know that that's hard work. I know people have really strong feelings about it and you helping navigate uh, and lead those discussions. I'm like, man, that your tribe better watch out. Cause you're going to be out there, <laughs> going to be yeah. out there leading, uh, left and right. Um, and so good and job. That's, and, good that's, job. And, that's, and that's the thing. I appreciate that. Thank you. But, um, I, I always think too, cause there's a lot of people who claim, you know, they want to do all these things for community and stuff, but they're not actually putting in the work and, and so those mm-hmm. that are actually putting in the work, it has it has a, its effect on you a little bit. Because I felt, I mean, I still feel kind of tired. Like today, I was like, man, this has been a rough couple of days. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I definitely, I just got to give a shout out to the amendment. Well, we, we're, well, so we originally were the amendments committee, but we're not technically um, a committee as of right now. We're just concerned tribal members. But so I got to give a shout out to all my team because. Uh, they've been doing awesome and it, and our team is a mix of like older and younger generations so I th- and we're mm-hmm. all dedicated to figuring out because this talk has been going on for decades I mean what I've got from these meetings is that some elders are like we've been talking about this since the 60s we've been talking about this since the 80s we've been talking about this since the 90s and we're still talking about it so hopefully with our crew of dedicated tribal members we can come up with a solution and get it done and if it don't work then shoot at least we tried but. yeah so what happens now you have some more listening sessions or community input sessions and then at what point do you send a recommendation in yeah so we so we have two so every year the tribe has two general councils so we have one in the spring and one in the fall so what we're hoping to do is get the language ready and type it up by the spring general council so then we can present the resolution there in front of the general council and then vote on so we can figure it out that's what that's what we're working on but we keep hitting all these little bumps in the road but um that's the one thing about Nimipu people there's been a lot of bumps we hit but we don't stop so we're gonna we'll figure it out i'm hopeful i just don't i just when it comes to the the like colorism comments i'm like ugh, it just it just gives me cringe vibes like because i come from a family that has a lot of biracial like i have a lot of biracial cousins you know i have half black cousins half latino cousins half asian you know half white and i even have Mm -hmm. some cousins who are half white who are darker than me you know so it's like (laughs) this that's how genetics works but that doesn't mean you know i'm not saying i'm more native than you or they're more native than me because of their skin color like that has nothing to do with it and so that's just one thing i would wish like the general population of my tribe would understand like there's not one look of what we should look like and you know yeah. our tribe has evolved our times have evolved so but yeah cheek x will i'm like i'm all just gonna get canceled by my tribe just kidding <laughs> 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 they're gonna hear this and be like dang no no nah, my you know it's it's just a lot and i think that's yeah. that's one thing i did want to touch on because i know we do have a big listenership and i know we have a lot of people from my community that listen i just want to share like 
Quit thinking that way, Lamettes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and unfortunately, Chikix, um, you know, colorism plays out in a lot of communities. Um, you know, I, I've seen it play out even in Latino communities. And um, I'm, I'm reading a book right now, Poder Prieto, by uh, Tenoch Huerta. And uh, I'm I'm really digging it so far, but he does talk about colorism in Mexico. Yeah. And, you know, he's, you know, Neymar is woke, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he woke. Um, and it's really cool for me. I'm I'm reading it in Spanish, by the way. Um, and it's really Ooh. interesting for me to start to listen to these ideas from a Spanish lens because I haven't had these words before. They're not normally in my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. But now I'm starting to find the parallels between English and Spanish to be able, be able to touch on. Oh, well, hold up now. You know, <laughs> let's let's consider uh, yeah. why that's problematic. And here are why these are issues. The No Cuerta is doing a good job so far in his book of touching on a lot of classes, a lot of colorism, a lot of um, nepotism, a lot of... Uh, power that the media has in the representation piece in Mexico and how a lot of the celebrities and media personalities tend to not look like the general population. Um, you don't see a lot of Prieto folks, you know, like darker skinned people. So it's it's yeah. really, really good, Chikex. Yeah, man. All right, Chikex. Uh, let's move it on now to our next segment. I think we're at a good, a good, a good stop. Um, really quick before we do, I just want to say thank you for being vulnerable and having those discussions i know uh definitely touching on anything race related um and anything that really deals with like you know our culture piece i think we're mm-hmm. we're getting to a place um in just general general communities and general um you know general populations to be able to say hey consider these perspectives because these are some that you have not before yeah. and when you make decisions without that kind of context um i.e laws or rules mm-hmm. you really do disenfranchise communities um and i don't think that's what you're trying to do but please listen right, right. so I'm, I'm gonna say that specifically with what's going on in caldwell um Caldwell High School and, and the students that are protesting. But the other piece, too, is um, I, I just want to say that even within your own communities, there's some you know strong opinions and thoughts on the blunt quantum piece. But it's really refreshing to hear, right, that young and old and, you know, old, older <laughs> folks are working to to hopefully find a, a resolution. So I want to say thank you for sharing that um, and giving us that that perspective. Now, Chica, so let's jump into our Brown Noises segment. And I think today mm-hmm. We wanted to say, I am proud, Ooh, right? Today we wanted proud. to share how to say we are proud. So do you want to begin? Uh, Yeah. So how to say I am proud in Nimiputim, the next first language, is Leloitza. Leloitza? Yep. Leloitza. Leloitza. Nice. You could say like Nimipu Leloitza. I'm proud to be Nimipu Leloitza Mexicano. Leloitza. Leloitza Javi. Proud to be Javi. <laughs> Yeah, Leloitza. That's Leloitza. Proud. There's a. I think it. it's it could be like I'm proud. I'm like grateful. I'm happy. Or it's along those lines. But yeah, yeah. Leloitza. Leloitza. Javi Chikex. Leloitza Brown Town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, in Spanish you would say estoy orgulloso. Estoy orgulloso. Right. And or you know if you want to I if you wanted to say I'm proud of you. You'd say, estoy orgulloso de ti, mm-hmm. estoy orgulloso de ustedes, of you all, um, estoy orgulloso de ellos, them, <laughs> <laughs> ellas, them. <laughs> so, anyways, estoy orgulloso. Estoy yep. orgulloso. Estoy orgulloso, chico. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, I guess that leads up to our final part of the episode, the shady questions. Let's do it. All right, Cheekex. So so this is our shady questions round. If this is your first time listening, you get to ask three questions and you get out of answering only one. So the first question is, what's a trend on social media that you think is cringy? Oh, Cheekex, okay. <laughs> and who does it? No, I'm just kidding. Um, the second question, what is the best shade that has ever been thrown your way? Like the best shade that you received. <laughs> And three, what is your Real Housewives tagline? Because I know we've mentioned in the past that we have watched the Housewives shows on yeah, TV. Yeah. So what is your Real Housewives tagline? Um, all right. That's funny. Um, let's do it. So I'll start. 
So uh, what is a turn on social media that you think is cringy? Um, I think this is a generational thing because I'm a little bit older, but I can't see myself doing one of those little TikTok dances. You know what I mean? Like I <laughs> I could never. <laughs> I'm like, well, I've seen a video. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, you um, I mean, I, I love like, I love our like, cultural like dances like when you're on the boda and you hear payaso de rodeo yeah man i'm gonna be out on the floor <laughs> doing my thing yeah. um if i hear the cupid shuffle i'm gonna be out there doing my thing if i hear um what's another one that we have the uh the wobble you're gonna oh, see yeah. my you're yeah. gonna see my ass on the dance floor because those are fun but those you aren't tiktok songs <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, doing that, and also, I'm not a big fan of um, anyone who I don't know. Maybe it's because like I'm, it's a pride thing for me. But um, folks who like who say, "Oh, it's my birthday," and throw out their like Cash App or Venmo handle, oh, and they're like, you know, yes. buy me a drink. Uh, that's a uh, uh, right. It's I mean, if younger you college. Just say that. <laughs> if you broke, just say that. You don't gotta say it's your birthday. Say I need twenty well, bucks. I'm broke. <laughs> well, my thing is, anytime I've had a birthday and I go out, like, I'm not asking my friends to do it, but, like, my friends are going out of their way to, like, buy me a drink. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, Javi, what do you want? Like, I can get my own, and I'm not going out with any kind of expectations, but that's my take, too. When I'm out with my friends on their birthday, you know, I'm yeah. going to get them a drink. I want to make sure that they're having a good time. It's their birthday, mm-hmm. but to post mm-hmm. it on social media, uh, oh, I just get, yeah. like, a, you know? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then what's the best shade that you've received? So recently for Christmas, my brother Christian bought me this like really cool, like messenger bag. Cause I was talking to him about how, you know, I got this new position and I want to carry my um, laptop because before I had it in little North face, but I'm like, you know, I got to step it up a little bit. I got to, <laughs> you know, look a little bit more profesh. Um, and so he got me this cool little messenger bag for me to put my laptop and some stuff in. And um, I remember I got it and my little sis was like um if you know about chavo del ocho if you're latino you know what that is it's uh like it's this old school show about this like little kid and it, you know there's just a lot of antics and there's people that live in this little community they call it a vecindad or like a little neighborhood and mm-hmm. so anyways there's this guy called maybe it's professor Girafales, but it's this bigger tall guy who always walks around with the suitcase from that show and he's just kind of ditzy clumsy um <laughs> and so then my sister was like geez Professor Hirafal is. Um, and then they just busted out laughing at me. And so it was like a little, it's a little, it's, it's a little burn. And I'm not going to say I wasn't, I didn't have a little, you know, I didn't have a little feeling about it, but I was like, okay, okay, chips. You know, I got you on the next one. <laughs> got it. But, um, but the, uh, the one I remember the most, um, and they're always for my mom. Cause my mom's really good at just like, you know, throwing in the little, little dabs. Um, we were with my aunt and she turned over and said, Javi, she's like, she said, a ver, ríete. She's like, can you, um, she said, Javi, let's, let's have you smile. And so I did it. And I, you know, I did my goofy little smile <laughs> and she turns over to my aunt. She says, ves, tiene sonrisa de caballo. Um, so she said, look, he has a horse's smile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt that. Oh, oh, oh. My aunt laughed because she was surprised that my mom said that. My mom laughed because she thought it was hilarious, and I laughed because I'm like, if I don't, they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna know it hurt. <laughs> uh, my mom's good with the zingers. Uh, she got me, um, and she didn't mean it. She didn't mean it right, ill willed or anything. It's yeah. just part of the way that we joke. Um, I love my mom, and then. And what is your real housewives tag? So if I was a real house husband of Caldwell, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> see. I think mine, okay, let me think about it. Mine would be something to the effect of maybe my life is a fiesta. Oh. And I have no time for a siesta. How about hey, that? <laughs> hey, don't, don't sleep on hobby. <laughs> got a, I got work to do. We're gonna have a good time. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, thought it, you're like. I thought you'd be like. In in my life, I wear many hats, but not a sombrero. Just kidding. <laughs> no. What? Oh, <laughs> don't get it twisted. There's a uh, there's cheese and uh, Valentina on this elote. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't put sour cream on my tacos. Get all oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all funny. That's oh, funny. Okay, I guess I'll go for me. Uh, what's a trend on social? I'd have to agree the social, the Venmo, like the hello, send me money. I just know for me, I I couldn't do that. I'm like no. I just, yeah, so I'll agree. Uh, what's the best shade ever been thrown my way? Um, hmm, let me. Th- I'm all mad. People always try to come for me. So I, I'm like, which, which time? No. Uh, I think any type of shade. I think probably just the best shade I've ever come my way was probably from my grandma. My grandma's always like, she's always, she, I mean, my grandma's a, you know, an older church lady. So she's always, um, you know, older church ladies like to have their little shady moments. So yeah. I think one of them was like, I think like one of the time I went to one of the church meetings once, like last year, my, then my grandma was like, what? Are you, are you lost? You know, and I was like, oh, okay. But my grandma likes to terrorize too. And it's actually just her birthday recently. So shout out to my grandma. Happy birthday. She's. Oh, happy birthday. She's Love you, just, grandma. I know. She's like never ages either. I felt like she looked the same my whole life. I'm like, she's. <laughs> I'm like, hey, grandma, you still looking looking good, cots. Yeah. But, but yeah, my grandma's always throwing good shade. I, I mean, I think that's where I learned to like be very quick and like witty on my feet is because my grandma. Yeah. Like, I spent a lot of time with my grandma growing up, and she just taught, gave me tough skin. <laughs> <laughs> and what would be my real house husbands of Lapway tagline? Um, you know what? I've been thinking about this for a while. I've always wait. I'm waiting for Bravo or Andy Cohen to give us a reality show somewhere. I'm like, someone give us a reality sh- reality show. No, but I think my tagline would be, "Life is a powwow, and I'm making my grand entry." Oh, that's a good one. Okay, blah, I blah, see. Blah, blah. Yeah, because I was because you know powwow, it plays off of the culture, then the grand entry. Because every powwow starts with a grand entry, and you you know, so, and and you know, every room I walk into, you know, I own it. So I'm like, <laughs> life is a powwow. I'm making my grand entry. Get out of my way. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that kind of ties in with my fiesta, chica. Cause we're just yeah. having a good time. <laughs> yeah, life is a fiesta, and I'm not. What is it? I'm not. I don't have time for a siesta. And I I don't have time for a siesta. Siesta. But yeah, anyways, I guess to wrap up our one year anniversary Browntown podcast, we did get some shout outs from people. So we're going to play a little bit of those shout outs again. Himakis Katsiai Oikolo for listening. Huge thank you to everybody for supporting Browntown podcast, supporting us, sharing us on your story, tagging us in things. You know, we love it. We appreciate you all. When we get rich and famous, we'll all take you out to dinner. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll have to run out run out like a little club and just have a brown sound yeah, party. Brown and just have everybody party. come down. Yeah, and you can wear your brown pride sweater there. You can show up and be <laughs> proud. You know, we are we are we embrace all. Embrace all. So yeah. So definitely yeah. we'll play some of those shout outs here again and thank you. My name's Kara, and what I enjoy about the Brown Sound, there are several things. I like that you are very relatable. Um, It's humorous. I love the jokes and the shady questions, the education. It opens doors for self-reflection, and I love that. Also, a special shout-out to Daniel, one of my favorite kids when I worked at the Boys and Girls Club. You've been doing amazing things, and I love to see it. We love to see it. The community needs that representation and you do it so well great job y'all it's been one year 365 days of brown sound podcast success this is a podcast that you have to have on your playlist if not you have to have that queued up because listen here one year is not just a minor achievement this is something that they have been producing and making for the last 365 days for your enjoyment you better tune in you better listen up and get ready for another year of epic excitement this is grandma girl also known as friend in most need of a makeover <clears throat> javi Happy one-year anniversary to Brown Sound Podcast. I love listening to Javi and Daniel share their unique perspectives and appreciate how open and vulnerable they are on a wide variety of topics. I'm looking forward to another year of shenanigans and juicy, shady questions. Love you guys. Hey, Brown Sound. Congrats on one year. I'm looking forward to more shady questions, language lessons, and cool guests. I highly recommend it. Ashby Gorilla gives it two paws up. Hey, guys. It's Natalia, owner of Oya Chamoy. 
I want to encourage you all to check out Brown Sound, an absolute personal favorite of mine. If you're looking to learn or simply enjoy some good laughs, I guarantee you, you'll be singing the intro by the second day. Well, probably the first day. Congratulations, Javi and Daniel, on the one-year anniversary of your amazing podcast, Brown Sound. Thank you for the laughs, personal and inspirational stories, and entertaining guests. But most of all, I want to thank you for being so genuine, giving us your perspective from the Latino and indigenous culture. Best of luck, and I can't wait to see what you have in store for us in 2023. Salutations on your solar revolution, Brown Sound Pod. You guys are awesome. I love listening because it's like hanging out with two gorgeous fellas just talking and laughing and learning a fair amount along the way. The different perspectives and the community building that these guys do is exactly what we all need right now. In Winnikissa, Stella Samaripa. My name is Stella Samaripa and I what I like about the Brown Sound podcast is definitely the humor, but overall the genuine conversations that are being said and discussed and all of the topics at hand uh, are very, uh, I guess, important to be talking about and really brings healing to those that are listening and I, I think validation too. So I always look forward to listening to the Brown Sound podcast. They're not only funny, but informative and just a little shady. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was just too nice, too nice. Thank you. Uh, if you haven't yet, give us a follow on Brown Sound Podcast on Instagram. We're always available to be uh, streamed on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you haven't yet, please consider giving us a five-star rating. It helps us uh, come up in the searches. And we will see you next time. Adios. See you tomorrow. Just kidding. <laughs> Cuts the IO for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We've had a blast with you all today. Make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, you can check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. For partnership opportunities, or if you just want to get a hold of us, make sure to email us at the Brown Sound Podcast 208 at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at Brown Sound Podcast. Disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and the hosts only. 